Real values. Real people. Real community radio. Well, I'm pleased to say we've come to our first interview of the show. And uh, I'm going to say it's University Hospitals Dorset NHS Foundation Trust. You might be expecting when I say that, that it's going to be uh, BJ Wolflow, who's been with us many times on the show. Uh, she has retired. So, in fact, we now have to say a very good welcome to uh, Dr. Matt Thomas, who is the Deputy Chief Medical Officer. Uh, uh, Matt, are you there? Yeah, good afternoon, Gordon. Good afternoon to you, sir. Uh, before we chat too much about the hospital, could I just find out what, what does a Deputy Chief Medical Officer actually do? Uh, good question. I ask myself sometimes. Um, I'm I, part of the management system uh, at University Hospitals Dorset, helping to try and make the uh, hospitals run as efficiently as possible. That's just part of my job. Uh, uh, and the other part of my job, I'm, I'm a doctor uh, at University Hospitals Dorset looking after older people. That makes a lot of sense. That probably keeps you very busy, I would imagine. So which hospitals fall under your remit and care then? Uh, so University Hospitals Dorset, of course, now encompasses uh, uh, Bournemouth Hospital, uh, uh, Christchurch Hospital and Poole Hospital. So we're responsible for all three. Uh, the major uh, acute work going on, obviously, at Poole and at Bournemouth. OK. And so I think one of the things that would be really helpful to discuss would be the COVID journey, I guess, uh, and where things are up to now, because it's been an absolutely horrible rollercoaster ride for everybody, but for the front line, it really has been the NHS. And there's been some clear real victories, like getting the jabs out into millions of people in record time. That's just been amazing. But obviously with uh, Omicron, the situation has in the paper certainly been looking quite, quite scary for the NHS on a precipice, as one of the titles would have said. Uh, where are things up to at the moment? How, how is the NHS in our area coping? I think we're coping well, but we're aware of the pressures that there are. And I think the pressures come from two places. One, uh, COVID and Omicron. I'm hoping that vaccination, and I was going to mention that, because I think uh, vaccination rates in Dorset uh, through the public attending and through the, the, the service that have been delivering that have been fantastic. And I'm hoping that that protects us to a degree from what we've seen elsewhere. But only only time will tell us that. Um, but What's happening now is unlike the, the original wave where perhaps people weren't attending hospital uh, and we had space and opportunity to manage the COVID. Now we're dealing with everything else as well as trying to recover our services and get operations done that perhaps have been held back. Uh, so we're busier than ever uh, and our staff uh, continually busy through this whole time. So really important that we uh, look after our staff, uh, but try and manage this really busy time uh, as the next uh, few months go by. Well, definitely I'd like to say, and I'm sure it's on behalf of all our listeners, thank you so much to all the people who've worked so hard within the hospitals uh, to take care of, of our population during the times that it's been so manic. I can imagine the stress levels must be through the roof. Um, so, so thank you very much, everybody, for that. Uh, at the moment, right now, are the, is, is intensive care full? Are, are the hospital beds packed out with COVID patients or is it a, a much more sort of safe level? How much capacity, extra capacity do you have? Uh, so we, we do have extra capacity, but we are above our normal levels uh, for intensive care. So our intensive care uh, is probably operating at, at twice the amount of patients that it normally would have, uh, half of that being uh, COVID patients, the other half, the, 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 the 
uh, normally uh, unwell patients that come in or, or uh, the operations that, that, that come into hospital. Uh, are, we have dedicated wards dealing with COVID patients. They are uh, remain extremely busy. Um, our, our hope is that we don't need to expand further, but we have plans and um, uh, have solutions if that is required. But um, as I said, I'm hoping that the public's behavior, we've all seen people using masks more, that's really good. We're hoping the vaccination rates, we've got excellent rates in this area, um, particularly compared to London. Um, uh, I'm hoping all that means that we won't need to do that. But if we do need to, we're ready. That Well, that sounds like a, a bad place to be in, but it sounds like you've got some capacity, so that's, that's at least good. And, and I am seeing in London, according to the charts, that the uh, hospitalisation rate is dipping um, there. And so hopefully... Um, uh, maybe uh, we're, we're, we're past the worst, worst of this current wave. I don't want to speak too soon, but I, I hope that might be the case. Can I just ask a question about ambulance service? Do ambulance fall under your remit as well? Uh, no, ambulances don't. But obviously we have a, a great deal to do uh, with the ambulance service because they're, they're conveying patients to our emergency departments. Uh, but they don't come directly under our remit. But we try and work as closely uh, with them as possible to try and help the resolve the pressures that are both on them under and on us uh, that well that's helped to understand so uh, the re- i was going to mention so i was chatting to someone who who on the 3rd of january uh phoned for an ambulance uh, and there was a, a patient bleeding and and semi-conscious and things like that and, and they were told it was a blue light emergency but after an hour an ambulance hadn't come but the patient had was fully conscious by then so so it all, it all de-escalated which was good it, uh, is it is it covid causing problems then for staff I, I know you can't speak on behalf of the ambulance service but in general terms is, is it a problem with staff within the nhs and ambulance service are isolating because of covid themselves and therefore there's too much pressure on the system uh, so i think that partly that there will be um parts of the system that have lost staff because they're isolating but i think it's it's a it's a bigger thing it affecting the whole system so if you imagine that um uh, there's a patient who is waiting to be out of hospital because luckily they've improved but they're waiting for uh, services that need to get them out of hospital uh, then that means that that bed's occupied a patient can't move from the emergency department into that bed until it's empty if the patient can't get out of the emergency department, the ambulance may not be able to offload the patient as easily. Therefore, the ambulance is waiting at the hospital and therefore the ambulance isn't on the road picking up the patient. So you can see how um, uh, the flow uh, can tend to back up and create this problem for the ambulance service. And what we all need to do uh, through both health and social care and, and uh, families and, and loved ones as well is to, is to try and find ways of uh, trying to uh, move patients through the system as effectively and safely as possible. Uh, perhaps even where waiting for care, um, loved ones can uh, uh, offer to help support until that care is available. So that patient can be where they need to be, at home, um, uh, rather than being in a hospital bed uh, when, when it's no longer absolutely necessary. So allowing us to free up the flow. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. In fact, talking about things that people can do to help, can we talk about vaccinations with regards to those people who haven't yet taken up the vaccination? So I can't remember when when was the first vaccination given to someone? Was it twenty? Was it, how long ago was it? How many months back was the first vaccination? Uh, it was. Just, it was. I can't remember the lady's name, but it was December twenty. I think was the uh, was the first one, and obviously. 
there's been an enormous rollout since then. Um, and I, I think that the vaccination rates in our, in our older uh, patients in Dorset has been very good. Uh, but it does tend to drop off as one goes down the, the younger age group. And I would encourage people, it's not too late to get it done. It's not too late if you've had vaccine, vaccines one and two to get your booster. And it's not too late to start having the, the vaccine. Uh, it will help you, but also it will help those around you. See, I think it's well worth getting it. My, my kids have been vaccinated. My whole family has been done. We're, we're probably low risk ourselves, but actually we've got relatives who would be high risk. And getting the vaccination was a no-brainer just from the point of view of making sure we kept other people safe. So Absolutely. if people want to get a vaccination, do they just approach their doctor at this point? I think look on the, uh, uh, the national website uh, and look for slots. Uh, they're still available uh, and, and get it done. I think if you've got concerns and you want to talk to somebody, there are services to do that. Um, uh, because I know that people have obviously had concerns and won't have had a vaccine uh, for one reason or another. Uh, and, I, and I'm sure that uh, um, we can help um, uh, dispel any myths or concerns that people have got. OK. And I think the only, the only last thing I wanted to just talk about was, the hospital I mean, is going through a, a big building project and all sorts of stuff that's going on there and all these things and all the services you do cost lots of money. Um, and there's a charity, isn't there, connected with the hospital that does fundraising. If people are listening and thinking, I wish there was something I could do to help the hospital and help support the staff and the patients, um, how do people connect and find out ways that they might be able to help to raise funds and be part of that community? Uh, so easiest thing is to look on social media and contact the charity through that uh, uh, that way. Look at our website and uh, look for the, the charity logo there and uh, uh, contact in that way. Uh, always happy to have people uh, come forward with ideas um, uh, and very grateful for the support that people uh, uh, can give us. Uh, but probably the biggest support people can do at the moment uh, is to wear a mask, get a vaccine, and see what they can do to help get their loved ones out of hospital. That, that's definitely something that I think many people can easily do. Um, so are there any other things you'd like to add? Um, any information that I haven't thought to ask about? No, I think just a big thanks to the, the people in Dorset. I think, as I said, the, the majority have been vaccinated, which is, which is great. People are uh, uh, approaching things with the right caution and sense, wearing masks, etc. We just ask people to continue to do that sort of thing. And I think just be tolerant of the pressures that are on the health services, both in hospital and in primary care with GPs, on the ambulance trust and in social services. There's a phrase that I like to use uh, to remind colleagues about uh, uh, at work, and that's civility saves lives. Uh, when we're all under pressure, it's really important that we remember to be civil and courteous to each other. Well, I've got to say, uh, having spent a bit of time in uh, the Bournemouth Hospital, I've been very, very impressed and very grateful for the staff there. So um, I think uh, I've, I've certainly received a lot of kindness from them. So um, thank you very much, uh, Dr. Matt Thomas, uh, Deputy Chief Medical Officer for the University's Hospital Dorset NHS Foundation Trust. It's been good to speak today. Thanks for all the information that you've brought to our listeners as well. Uh, and uh, once again, on behalf of everybody listening, thank you so much to you and the NHS staff for all you're doing to keep us safe. God bless you, Matt. Thank you, God. This is Hope FM.